0: Tonight's episode is brought to you by the security at the Nakatomi Plaza. If you happen to be at an office soiree on the 30th floor of the Nakatomi Plaza, make sure to kick off your shoes, put up your feet, and bring John McClane. And now it's time for the show. There are many tools in a filmmaker's cinematic arsenal that help them manipulate the emotions of an audience. Most of them are deliberate ploys to pull at each one of our heartstrings. Every filmmaker conducts their manipulation in tandem with an audience who knows they are being deceived. But in the same way, a magician wows a crowd with misdirection and showmanship. It is the responsibility of every filmmaker to cause the audience to suspend their disbelief in the name of entertainment.
1: There is one trick, however, that is more subtle, and its effect more subconscious. And nearly every filmmaker you love has used this technique to manipulate you. Feeling a little uneasy? That's the result we're looking for as we take a sideways look at the Dutch tilt on this episode of Cinovations. Talking movies every week, talking movies every week, Cinovation,
0: Cinovation, Cinovation, Cinovation. Hosted by Jeff and
1: Corey. 1916, the Netherlands. Wait, the Netherlands? Yes, the land of the Dutch people.
0: No, I mean, yes, the people from Netherlands are called the Dutch. But the Dutch we're referring to actually is a mispronunciation of the word Deutsch, as in Deutschland, Germany.
1: Oh, like in Pennsylvania.
0: Uh, Yeah. More or less. Back in the day, Americans mistook the word Deutsch a lot. So a fair amount of German stuff that made it across the Atlantic was labeled Dutch. And it kind of stuck. All right,
1: all right. 1916, Germany. During the First World War, the German government placed a ban on all foreign films. This ban created a sort of isolated artist colony within its borders. Inspired by the horrors of war, the looming dread of their own government, and their rapidly declining economy, artists in Germany were drawn to a dark and bold surreal slant on the reality around them, with warped figures and heavy shadows to convey the moods and angst brought on by living through war. German Expressionism was born. German audiences also longed for a much-needed
0: escape from war that movies provided. High demand for cinematic art in a closed system created a boom for German filmmakers. By 1918, domestic film productions had grown from 24 films per year to over 130. The German expressionist movement was in full swing. And with it, future filmmaker icons such as Fritz Lang and F.W. Murnau? Murnau. Murnau? Is your favorite? He's my favorite. (laughs) We're poised to inspire future cinema.
1: Typical framing composition in film, especially prior to the German Expressionists, was generally parallel to the horizon line and set about eye level with the performers. Many early filmmakers feared the audience would be confused or lose context of the story if the camera moved too frequently, or if there were too many edited angles. The Germans, filled with war-torn rage and an eff attitude, continuously pushed against the normal conventions of the medium at the time. But it was a simple camera tilt
0: in the 1920 film, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, intended to set an audience's perspective as uneasy and askew as the warped oblique imagery being captured that would redefine how a camera's position could aid in the emotional impact of a film. A sneaky tilt off the conventional axis that throws an audience off balance and subconsciously touches an anxious nerve.
1: For Dr. Caligari, director Robert Ween and his cinematographer Willie Heimister wanted to convey a perspective into a world that was viewed through the madness and deteriorating psyche of a lunatic doctor. Caligari's main method of hypnosis to control his subjects to commit murder also contributed to the production's nightmarish altered reality aesthetic. The sets, staging, and backdrops were all sharp, warped, and distorted versions of reality. And so, the window in which the audience views this world also needed to be. As a result, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari is regarded as the first true horror film by some.
0: Wien's camera tilts in Dr. Caligari would eventually catch on with other German Expressionist filmmakers. And soon, the camera tilt was a staple of the film style. By 1922, international audiences and filmmakers began to discover and appreciate the new film style. Most notably, Alfred Hitchcock, would borrow many techniques, including the tilted camera, to create his own brand of suspense and uneasy
1: feelings through cinema. By the start of World War II, many German filmmakers would flee their homeland. Along with them, the German expressionist film style and the Deutsche Angle would hit Hollywood and inspire American filmmaking. Notes of German expressionism would set visual foundations for suspense thrillers, film noir, and horror films. Americans
0: mistake German Deutsch for Dutch, and now credit for a universally used cinematic weapon in the filmmaker's arsenal is robbed from its
1: place of origin. The Dutch angle would continue on to become as common as a close-up in the shot planning of a film. And once filmmakers caught on to its subconscious effect on audiences, the shot began appearing in many other genres. By the 1960s, the TV series Batman extensively used Dutch angles in fight sequences or when the rogues villains appeared. So the audience instantly identified them as being crooked. From Ween to Hitchcock to Spielberg, Burton, and
0: beyond, thriller to horror to adventure story to modern day superhero films, the Dutch angle has transcended as a cinematic technique used by nearly every filmmaker. You may not realize it in the moment, but the feeling of unrest in the pit of your stomach during a scene does.
1: So to Robert Ween for not seeing straight and turning the film world on its side with your Dutch angle, we salute you and your Cinnovations. Well, Switches, that concludes this week's
0: episode of Cinnovations. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode of Switch the Envelope to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or of course on switchtheenvelope.com. If you like the show, you can also join us on Patreon for added bonus episodes, including early releases, extended episodes, and soon some merchandise. Switch the Envelope is a Riff Laugh Media production, each episode written by Jeff and Corey. All episodes produced and mixed by Jeff at Studio 85. See you next time, Switches. Talking movies every week. Talking Sinovation, Sinovation, Sinovation. Hosted by Jeff and Corey.